Hello and welcome to Inspire Me Today Radio. I'm your host, Gail Lynn Goodwin. Today, we are going halfway around the world from where I am to interview a very inspirational man. He was born in Vietnam. His family fled the country by boat after the war. After making it to a refugee camp in Indonesia, his family then settled in Australia, where he's joining us from Brisbane today. His resume includes experience as a successful chef of a five-star hotel and owner of a small cafe, and he was also a private chef. But in addition to that, he's also an elite athlete that has competed internationally around the world, as well as a writer and a speaker. But why I wanted to interview this man, not only did he have a Today's Brilliance that just I thought was incredible, but he is passionate, and I mean passionate, about motivating people to live their dreams right now. His name is Ty Wynn, and he's here today to share his inspiration with us. Ty, I am so honored to welcome you to InspireMeTodayRadio.com. Oh, Gail, it is such a privilege and a joy for me to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, you are most welcome. Well, let's start at the beginning. For those that may not yet know your name, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to be the incredible man you are. <laughs> I struggle with labels like that, but thank you. Gail, my name is Ty Nguyen, and uh, as you shared briefly, left the country of Vietnam as a child. I was only six months old. Wow. We fled after the war, after my dad was actually put into prison for for about four years as a, a prisoner of war. And during that time, the family saved up money with a group of other families, enough to be able to, to buy a small boat and to hire someone who could navigate the seas and take us over to Indonesia. And after about a year of being in the refugee camp, we were processed and accepted into Australia, where I spent most of my life growing up there. Wow, that's pretty incredible. Now, how does one get from that kind of a background to being this internationally recognized elite athlete, motivational speaker? Well, I, I grew up always as a very inquisitive child. I'd always be asking the questions of why, and, and I really think subconsciously. <laughs> I'm, I really I'm laughing because you're, you're singing my song. Oh, really? <laughs> I have asked why because my parents are both deceased at this point, but I will, I mean, forever I hear their voices. Why do you always have to know why? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. I think we're absolutely twins in that sense, Gail. I would actually, as a, a kid, and this is so strange for me to think back now, but I would climb up to the top of the house that we grew up in and sit on the roof and just ponder life. I was so intrigued and really just, I struggled a lot with, with the purpose and meaning of life. Wow. And as a child, that's, that, that's some deep stuff. Yeah, I was always labeled as a daydreamer in school. Oh, tell me about it. And <laughs> and in if they, I mean, I'm 55, Ty, so you're much younger than I am. You know, I understand you're almost 30. But back, mm -hmm. if they'd had labels like ADHD and ADD, I'm sure I would have had those things. I would have been labeled those kind of things. I always yeah. got the report cards that said, she needs to talk less and pay more attention in class. <laughs> I yeah, get it. Yeah. No, no, I I definitely get it. Well, you mentioned questions. From the time I was a little girl, it was the same way. But I truly believe now, in retrospect, looking back, that the quality of your questions will determine the quality of your life. 
Mm, that is a great line to quote and to, to tweet or to write down. That's, that's <laughs> no, but really when you insane. think about it, if you're asking, duh, what am I going to have for lunch? Versus what's the meaning of life? You know, why am I here and how can I better myself and how can I serve my fellow man? The quality mm. of your life is directly related to the questions that you're asking yourself. Don't you find that? Yeah, yeah. And even just reflecting through now as you make that statement, it, it causes me to uh, to be a little more reflective and, and perhaps even more thankful of some of the struggles that I went through. <laughs> and I think that's, that's something that a lot of people – and a big turning point for me was – being very much resentful of my past until I came to a point where, along with what you were saying now, where you're able to look back and just pull out and change your perspective and see, like you said, the quality of your questions really determining some of the fruitfulness of, of your life and, and perhaps seeing my struggles in a different light and that projecting me towards some of the successes that I've been able to have. Of course. Well, Ty, you know, we all have those moments that, in retrospect, define our life. Can you share a moment with us where you literally stepped off the ledge, where you took a big risk with only the belief that you'd succeed? Absolutely. So, again, growing up and really struggling and, in a sense, rebelling against whatever was mainstream or conventional, I would kind of see groups following in a direction, but not really questioning why they were doing that. and. Uh And it really, it, it bugged me. And so as soon as I finished high school, I just wanted to break free from that kind of a system or a construct that I felt really didn't have individual best interests at hand. And so in order to escape, I just bought a ticket to Canada uh, from Australia. Just, I guess in a sense, what we do often is we, we make geographical shifts Sure. At, in, in order to sort of escape from something much deeper which is struggles within ourselves, and that's what I was trying to do and later on I came to realize that's what I was doing and, and I needed to stop running for myself well you know if but, somebody if somebody look at you now though Ty they'd say you know he's this incredible author he's a great motivational speaker he's this world-renowned athlete they're going to look at you and say oh he had it easy he was probably born into the right family he probably had the right opportunities just handed to him my yeah. life is difficult. Do you know what I mean? Everybody seems yeah. to have that feeling about their own life. So talk to us Absolutely. a little bit. Can you share with our listeners, how has what you've gone through strengthened you to reach the success that you have? And how do you overcome adversity when it pops up now? Mm. No, that's really good, Gail. And I think it is something natural. People always generally look from the outside through very kind of immediate and, and shallow lens and they don't realize the work that it took behind it and they just see what happens in the spotlight you know what happens in the limelight not realizing all the behind the scenes events that that took place and for me again going through those those struggles those those trials I think the biggest thing was really causing me to appreciate things uh, much more and I think that's one of the deep things within struggles that really propels you towards a greater achievements is is that ability to be grateful because you really don't uh, have that ability to be, to be grateful unless you have that that struggle to show you the other direction the struggle to show you the darkness in order for you once you step out of that darkness to appreciate being in the light 
You are so dead on accurate. And I'm sitting here just marveling at the fact that you're 29 years old and you get this. Most people don't get this until they're 40 or 50 or 60 or whenever. But to get this at 29, kudos to you. Seriously, because uh, that you, is yeah. such, when you say gratitude, Ty, that just, of all the interviews that I've done, and I mean, I'm, I'm in my head trying to count how many, it's been hundreds, maybe even a thousand. But anyway, of all those interviews, one of the questions that I'm going to ask you later that you've already just answered is where does gratitude fit into this? If I ask people, do you have steps or practices that you do every day that help you stay on track and help you stay who you are? I'll bet you 90 to 95%. I've never calculated it, but it's the vast majority. The first words out of their mouth are, is gratitude. Mm. And, mm. you know, yeah. after you do this for a while and you say, wow, everyone says gratitude. Hmm. There must be something to it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely. That's something that I think as we navigate through things, we do so in a very individual and introspective sense. And we, and like you said, we shut ourselves off uh, to the the truth of how how truthful something like gratitude is because we're so focused on our life, we don't realize, hang on, is, is what I'm doing really, really truth, really something that um, that is real and makes a huge difference? And the more we hear other people share these experiences, which is why I love what you're doing, is the minute you hear, okay, someone else is being grateful too. I'm, I'm not the only one that's doing this and, and there's truth in it. You know, Ty, as we were talking in the intro before we went live with this, we were talking about why not me and some of the insecurities that I think we've all felt at times of, well, I'm really not a rock star. I might be striving toward it, but it's hard for me to wrap my head around that people would look at me like that. You know, you remember earlier in our intro? Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I wrote down that I wanted to come back to was gratitude. And as since we're on the topic right now, what I want to share with you is, I'm sure you have a vision board or you know what a vision board is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And for those out there that don't, I mean, I have a cork board and with push pins and I just push, you know, cut out pictures of whatever it is or words or feelings or emotions or just anything that will trigger for me something that I choose to bring into my life, whether it's an experience or a person or a place or a thing or whatever it might be. But the reason I'm sharing this is I also have a gratitude wall. And if you don't have one of these, this is something that I would highly recommend for everyone in that you know all those times that you think, oh my goodness, this is a really big goal. How am I, how am I, little old me, ever going to achieve that? Yeah. And I put things on my vision board. And when I achieve them, I take them off the vision board and I have this little marching ceremony that I take them over to the gratitude wall and I push that pin and I stick them up on my gratitude wall. And my vision mm. board is now like three feet by three feet. My gratitude wall is a wall. And it's mm. all things that used to be on the vision board. So for those days that you have that, oh, wow, how am I ever going to achieve that? Walk over mm. to your gratitude wall. And every single thing on that wall was once a what if. Mm. And it's something, I don't know, it's something tangible for me to say, okay, I can remember back when that, that specific experience was how yes. am I ever going to accomplish that? And if I did that, well, then shoot, this is easy. Yes, that's, and it, that's incredible. It just yeah, makes the rest all come together. You know, and, and yeah. one of the things that I, that I really want to ask you about is 
talk to me about fear. Because here again, I mean, when I, when I think we all have times in our lives that we feel fear and it's how we react to it and what we do to it or with it, how we handle it that differentiates us one from the other. So two-part question, do you ever feel fear? And if you do, how do you handle it? Yeah, that is a great question. I've thought a lot about fear and especially because I competed professionally in in fighting sports, a lot of people think that I don't fear at all. And, and that's that's the funny thing is that everyone does feel fear. Even stepping into the ring on a weekly basis, a couple of times a month when I was living in Thailand and competing over there. I can't even you, imagine. Seriously, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I couldn't watch my brother in a wrestling match. So I, I, I can't even imagine. But how did you channel? What did you do with the fear? I think we all come to this this crossroad, and it it's funny because fear is something that we absolutely necessarily need. If it wasn't for fear, we'd probably would have died ten years ago uh, from from something really silly. So I mean, fear is there for like, a good purpose, like boredom. Boredom? <laughs> no, I'm saying when you said we would have died like ten years ago from something really silly, and I'm saying like boredom. Yeah, unfortunately, that happened <laughs> to, to a lot of people also. No, it's it, like I mentioned to you earlier. Right now, I am living at a place called Glacier Bear Retreat, and it is up in the mountains inside Glacier National Park. And yesterday, as I was walking up here late at night, we've seen mountain lion tracks and wolf tracks for some very large animals. So my husband was telling me, well, it's not a problem to go in by yourself. Just be careful and try not to go right at dusk because that's when these animals are out. So last night at dusk, as I'm pulling my sled full of stuff up the hill, I'm thinking I should probably be a little bit fearful right now, shouldn't I? And that's that to me is the only kind of real fear because something could come out and eat me. But yeah, again, yeah. but again, I mean, it's different than I don't know how I'm going to pay a bill. I don't know if I'm going to get an A on this test. Granted, those are fears also, but they're not, you don't, you're not being chased by a saber toothed tiger. Yeah, sure. That's, that's a perfect example of what I want to hit on. And so that kind of a fear is, is absolutely needed or else you're going to walk out there and get killed by a mountain lion. But what we do, and we're not aware of, of this that we're doing and self reflection and and self-awareness is is huge in this is that realizing that that fear is inappropriately transferred over to different things and so we have the appropriate fear right there that you talked about but what happens when we're not self-aware is that fear gets transferred over to different areas specifically our goals and so once i became aware of that that fear being inappropriately transferred, I was able to step back and say, okay, this this isn't the real fear. This fear is just holding me back from reaching that goal that I've set out for myself. And I know if I push through this, the death that is tied to the appropriate fear isn't really real in this sort of a context. And so understanding context and how fear works was huge for me. And you know, I'm going to even take that one step further, Ty, in that last night as I was walking up here, I got to tell you, in the pit of my stomach, I'm watching the the woods get darker and darker and darker, going, oh my, am I going to make it before it's pitch black in front of my face? And I'm feeling this fear, for lack of a better term, in the pit of my stomach and thought, stop it. You are safe. You are 
full of light you are surrounded by look around you and mm. it's funny how your mind can create monsters that are much bigger than the monsters that are even out there yes <laughs> yes that is very well said gal that's you said it perfectly and so for me i started laughing and started joking around and playing with my dog and soon enough i saw the light shining from the house and i was home and i i had to laugh at myself and almost scold myself for why did you feel the need to go there yeah do you know what i yeah. mean yeah, but, but yet as humans i think we all do and whether it's how am i going to get an a on the test or how am i going to pay the rent we all find ways to be fearful when all it does is you know tighten our bodies and create stress and all the things that are not necessarily good and healthy for us yeah yeah i mean there, there is a 1 or 2% uh, area where where fear is appropriate to keep us from uh, from something absolutely tragic, but ninety nine percent of the time we need to understand that 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 fear is this false fear that 's been ingrained to keep us from the greatness that we 've created to be absolutely well that 's what you talk about all the time is the greatness that we 're meant to be, and you inspire so many people Ty It makes me want to ask you who or what inspires you well, really, God inspires me my faith and and my time in the morning of just reflection and meditation and really it's it's difficult to to describe it's it's very abstract in a sense that i'm inspired by the beauty that we're surrounded with i'm inspired by seeing when things just are overwhelmingly stunning like something as simple as waking up in the morning and seeing the sunrise i mean i'm inspired by by that gale because it points to something much greater absolutely For me, it points it points to god and and that's in turn connected to me that that this beauty that i'm surrounded with i'm connected with also and and knowing that that is the image that i've been created uh, not only in but created to be like to reflect the beauty that I'm surrounded with. And so it's not a very personalized inspiration in terms of a specific person, but it's more very broad in, in God and creation. You know what it is though, Ty, is it is something that everyone has their own things that inspire them. But I think as human beings, each and every one of us, whether we live in downtown Manhattan or in the middle of nowhere, Montana, you can walk outside and pick up a leaf or look at the drop of rain on a leaf and be inspired. Absolutely. Ah, oh, love that. That's that's exactly it. We we go through life and I feel like we're just we've got our um our blindfolds on and we've just got this narrow view. But something as, as simple as that, like you said, picking up a leaf and seeing the incredible design that went into a leaf a flower like that inspires me about 15 years ago i invited some friends up to montana with me we went hiking up this trail they brought their it must be 20 years ago because he's now 23 and he was maybe three maybe four anyway they brought their son with him or with them and i had taken this exact hike so many times i mean like probably a hundred times and this little child, Ian, stopped every 10 steps, it seemed like. Gail, 
look at the mushroom. Gail, yeah. look at the bark. And I saw that hike, you know, after the initial irritation of, oh, come on, will you hurry up and hike? I saw that hike in a whole different way than I have ever seen it. And it was the most fantastic day I had ever hiked that. And Ian is now getting married next month, which is kind of cool, um, you know, for all those years later. But I will never forget that lesson that that little boy taught me of pay attention, just the simpleness of look around you. Every time you need inspiration, it is always in front of you. Yes, there's there's a beautiful verse that talks about that childlike faith, and and I hope he still has that childlike faith. And I feel he does. Like <laughs> that's perfect, beautiful. I hope he never loses it. But it's something we need to incorporate into our daily life is just just not losing that childlike fascination that we were born with. I think as we grow up, we feel like we need to lock it away in some sort of a cupboard, never to be seen again. Wonder is a really good thing to have. It is. Absolutely. Well, you just talked about, you know, daily routines and things that we do each and every day. And I know we already spoke about gratitude, so I already kind of gave away the answer to part of this. But do you have any specific steps, practices, a ritual, so to speak, that you do each and every day as part of your regular routine that kind of keeps you on track? Yeah, absolutely, Gail. And I go a bit a bit further than, than being thankful and and gratitude, and I specifically use the word celebration, a daily celebration. Love it. Because I, I feel like that goes beyond. I, I know people that feel like daily finding something to be thankful for, writing it down, can seem a little dull and monotonous or, or prosaic. And, and so I push people to find a daily celebration and really to, to celebrate that, have have a piece of chocolate over and it could be it could be something little as just running an extra mile that morning but celebrate it don't don't just express thankfulness don't just express gratitude but i mean celebrate it high five yourself high five your husband or your wife call a friend and and just say hey i just knocked off this goal on my list but i think so crucial is a daily celebration that's excellent and it can be anything. Absolutely. As well, small as... For as me, for me today, lives. mine would have to be yesterday. As I mentioned to you, we're building this house and I've been living in it now for about two weeks. And yesterday, all the water in the house stopped. But this morning, yeah. I have hot water again. I have water. And it was like, yeah. boy, you don't remember how much you take basic things like heat and hot water for granted until you oh, don't yeah. have them. Yes. And then it's like, yeah. wow. So today I'm celebrating water. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How are you going to celebrate it, Gail? Oh, I think I'm going to celebrate with a bubble bath. How's that? Oh, there you go. That's that's the other part. How are you going to celebrate it? Not just celebrate it, but how are you going to celebrate it? So it's what are you celebrating and how are you going to celebrate it? Yes, daily. I focus on doing that. And it's something that I always encourage everyone else to work into their life also. I love it. That's great. And I might even throw chocolate in there. That just sounds too good too, Ty. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Your today's brilliance that you wrote inspired me, for lack of a better term. So talk Mm. a little bit about that. I mean, I'm so grateful for what you've already shared with our listeners. But Ty, if you were to summarize your greatest wisdom what have you learned that you'd want to pass on to others right here, right now? I think the greatest piece of advice is 
is really centered around perspective. And I think it was Abraham Lincoln that said, we can complain because rose bushes have thorns or rejoice because thorn bushes have roses. <laughs> I love that. I've oh, not it, heard that. Oh, it's incredible. And, and that as I've, I've collected, you know, what I shared in that daily brilliance, the 500 words is really just a collection of thoughts as I've traveled. I've been able to live in, in Canada, in Thailand, in Australia, in the United States, all for long periods of time and, and engage in, in different <laughs> careers from professional fighting, cooking, uh, speaking, writing, and, and going to university. And so I've just collected different pieces of snippets of wisdom and, and really to, to really change your perspective on, on life as you view something, always step on the other side and perhaps view it from another perspective, just like Abraham Lincoln said. And so we usually just take a one-dimensional view of things that we encounter in life. And my challenge and, and what I've really learned is to step over into the other side. And usually it's from that positive aspect. And there's always baby in the bathwater is something that I always say. There's always something to take away. I love that. I'm just sitting here with this great big grin on my face. And for our listeners, if you have not yet read Ty's Today's Brilliance, seriously, this is one that you're going to want to read. Just go on back to inspiremetoday.com, put in his name, T-H-A-I, Ty. He's the only Ty so far we have on the site. And just put in Ty in the search box and up it will pop. And you'll be able to read his Today's Brilliance and also find the links there to connect with Ty and just find out more about this incredible young man. Ty, this has been fun. I really appreciate your taking the time just to hang with us tonight or today or this morning or whatever the time it is halfway around the world. I have a question for you that I've had the opportunity to ask all of our luminaries as young as six and as old as 104. So, Mm. Ty, if you had just one more thing that you could accomplish or experience in your lifetime, what would it be? Ooh, that's a really tough question, Gail. I am, I guess the biggest one would be the most immediate. And I've I've always personally wanted to write uh, a book and and I've started it. There's a link on, uh, there should be a link to my website. And the book is called Flip Your Script and rewrite the life that you've always dreamed of. And and really, it's more than just a book for me. And the reason why it's such a big goal for me is um, is the potential to be able to spread my experiences and encourage others to go through the life changes that I've gone through. And so that's probably one of the most exciting things for me. Again, because of the potential that that I would like to see other lives changed. Perfect. Well, hurry up and write it so we can help you promote it. How's that? Oh, that'd be incredible, Gail. (laughs) Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners? Anything else that you're up to right now? Uh, Just stepping out into this new venture. I know we spoke about it recently, uh, just before this this show actually started. Uh, But really embracing that passion that God has created you um, to to share with the world, and and so for me that's that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm excited about, and that's something that that I hope to inspire others also. Well, Ty, let me ask you to go a little bit deeper on what you just said. Okay, sure. so I have this dream, and I really, really, really want to follow this dream, but I'm afraid. What do you recommend? Mm. 
If someone says that to you, what do you recommend? I would really get them to to dig deep. And this is something that, that I had to overcome. I absolutely believe that we all live according to some sort of a script, some sort of a story that either we've written for ourselves or someone has written for us. And and that's why the name of my book is is to flip your script. And so we always go back to some sort of a voice. It's either that imposterous, imposter syndrome voice that we talked about that's always saying that you're not good enough. Or it could be a real voice. You could have grown up and had someone say to you that you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you just don't have the brains. And so we all have some sort of a dialogue, some sort of a script that we live our life according to. And so if someone came to me and and said that they want to do something, they're afraid, I would try and pinpoint and locate where that voice is coming from because it's not truth. It's not the ultimate truthful voice, which is that you were created an amazing person. You've been created to do some incredible things in life and that's the true voice and so to rewire and to rewrite that script is that is what i would work on with that person yes, and really yes, get them yes. to the point of yes. recognizing yeah what that what that ultimate voice is that's driving them you know i'm sure you must have your heroes in australia as well but i mean i instantly think of what if people like helen keller or henry ford or steve jobs had not followed their dream. Oh, and it makes me absolutely. wonder who in the world right now is waiting for you to fulfill mm-hmm. your dream. Yeah, you, that, that is, that's perfect, Gal. Oh, it just flips realize. it. Yeah. I mean, Steve absolutely. Jobs, Helen Keller, Helen Keller changed so many lives. And has <laughs> she not done what she did? Yeah. And, and if people aren't familiar with Helen Keller's story, just you want to talk about overcoming adversity? Absolutely. Oh. She's someone I would oh. love to interview. Oh, incredible. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, just I cannot even fathom what she went through. And it, so mm. it, it, it makes me really conscious when I say, oh, that's too difficult. It's, I almost laugh. It's like, seriously, that's too difficult? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and that's where that gratitude wall comes in as you walk back over and say, Every single thing on this wall I once perceived as difficult for at least a minute or two until Mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, smack yourself up alongside the head and say, come on, I am bigger than any problem I have. I am, I have more opportunities than have ever been present before. Mm. I am unlimited. I am infinite. And when you look at all those things together, anything becomes possible. Oh, that's perfect, yeah. I hope everyone has just taken notes on, on that and just really been spurred on and encouraged by that truth that you just shared. Well, Ty, I really, again, appreciate your taking the time to share your brilliance with us and to our listeners. Remember, you can come on back to Inspire Me Today, put in Ty Win, and Win is spelled N-G-U-Y-E-N. Ty, thank you. It's been, it's really been my honor, my pleasure. I can't wait to meet you in person. You're going on my people I have to meet in person in 2014 list. Oh, uh, we're going to make it happen, Gail. I can't promise. wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, again, my sincere thanks to you. I greatly appreciate your taking the time. And to yeah. our listeners, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Come on back again next week. We'll bring you inspiration from another incredible luminary. And until then, remember, 
It's only when you have the courage to step off the ledge that you will realize you've had wings all along. We love you. We're here for you. We'll see you again tomorrow. And thanks again for stopping by.